I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Timberlyn Henderson. He is a Diné runner, uh, went to Piedra Vista uh, High School, went to Western Colorado as well. He's now an ultra runner, uh, recently came in first at the Monument Valley 50 miler. So thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me on here. I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that we this is working out, you know, reached out and it's always fun to like, you know, I didn't hear about you until recently. So finding new people too is like, oh man, I, I got to know what this person's like. So I appreciate it. <laughs> oh yeah. It's great to meet new people too. And I have nowhere to be like, oh, this guy only lives like this far away from me. And like, I have no <laughs> networking begins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the running community is just so amazing and it, you know, kind of small, you know, in a sense too. And so being able to to work on this like running community within New Mexico of like, oh, we, well, this guy's up here and, and this girl's over here and, and trying to get those connections as well, I think is just awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's nice to have all of those running buddy locations as you travel to be like, Hey, I'm coming through, you know, I'm only going to be here for a day or two. And they're like, Oh, okay, well I need this workout or we need to get in this long run together. Like we've been, we've been talking about this for a long time. Let's get in this run. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's super fun. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, my first question is how did you get into running in the first place? Um, I got into running through my mom, I would say, I mean, I, she took me to, I, I believe it was a mile run in Shiprock. And I was like that really energetic kid, you know, ADHD. And no matter what she put me in, I was never tired. So like, she's like, maybe this mile run, you know, this should do the trick. And here I go, I, like gun went off and I'm just smoking everybody. I'm just sprinting out and they're like, oh, he's going to gas out and everything. I did not gas out. I came <laughs> the pace throughout the whole thing and I won the whole mile. And then, um, like, lo and behold, was not tired. And my mom was just like, what? Like, there's nothing that could stop this kid. I, I don't know what, what's wrong with him, but he's just super, like, loves to exercise, loves to run. And ever since then, um, we've been, like, she's been signing up for, like, kids races or something. Because every time she mentioned, like, oh, there's this race. And be like, okay, where, where are we going then? <laughs> I didn't really mind because we got to travel. We got to, like, see cool places. And usually the mile courses, they'd have, like, the adult races. So you get to see the big boys run. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, one of these days, maybe I'll get to that level. But who knows, you know? <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was it was super fun. And also when I was a kid, I was into baseball. So I'd hit the baseball tournament. And like if there was a race on top of a baseball tournament, we'd hurry up and get the baseball tournament done and then fly over to the race so that we're there like that next morning or that afternoon. So it was fun. I definitely for sure. Like running was the main passion. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. I, I love seeing, you know, the races that put on those, the kids miles and the kids K cause it's just so, you know, to see that next generation of like kids out there and it's usually, you know, with their family and they've got somebody in, you know, the adult races and stuff, but 
it, it's cool to see like that that next push and that hope of like okay these kids continue it because you know there's a lot of kids who start out like you and then they're like ah, I don't like this I'm gonna do soccer I'm gonna do just play video games <laughs> or you know switch into whatever other interests them but it's, it's cool to see those kids that continue mm -hmm. the growth is awesome to see for sure absolutely so how did you end up uh so you you kind of fell in love with it then and then did you join like high school track cross country were you doing it in middle school how what was that progression um so basically i committed fully to running when i went into high school in middle school i was also still doing a little baseball tournaments here and there um but out of nowhere uh when i went into high school i just kind of made that commitment to be like it was financially also better to just commit to one sport rather than just try and do the duel so that's where i went into running because it was also cheaper for running i just needed shoes i already had like athletic shorts and everything so i was like all right bring it on <laughs> this is awesome and uh so that's how i got into that and but middle school was my main one where i did uh, cross country and then track was nice the in track we had the mile and two mile and then uh, after that, I just progressed into track and just focused fully on distance. Yeah, nice. So I saw you grew up in Fruitland, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so where is that in relation? Like, I always know, like, I'm like, okay, Fruitland, I know that's New Mexico. I know it's kind of up in that kind of Farmington, Shiprock area. And, you know, you've mentioned Shiprock. Where, do, where does it sit? It's, I would say it's like, it's... um east of shiprock i would say if anything it's just like east of it out about 15 20 miles just across the river pretty much and there you are fruitland there we um, go good mm -hmm. and it's it's one of those like i just i always like i can never just picture it in my mental like map yeah <laughs> um and so uh yeah the baseball man that that stuff gets a little pricey for sure. Like all the gear and, you know, when you're doing like the club stuff and you're traveling to all those tournaments. Yeah. The only thing I pretty much enjoyed was the base running. I was one heck of a base runner. I loved it because I always pissed off the pitchers and I always pissed off the catchers because I always wanted to run. I always wanted to get in that pickle and like challenge people to get to the next base. And like, yeah, the other team did not like me for that on some occasions and they were like super frustrated like dude just stop and i'm like why stop it's it's a game like come on yeah. and yeah that's how i definitely knew like i i had more of a like that competitiveness than other kids were like but it wasn't like to be better it was just to like hey let's see what happens like if we put it all out on like all our efforts out on this tournament let's see how it happens and if we get first cool we put it all out there Right, exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> Have you always kind of had that competitive spirit? Uh, I would say yes, because it was just always fun in a way. Like, I mean, on the reservation, you don't really have much to play with or anything. They just tell you to go outside and you're just, you have your whole imagination and you're just trying to create something really exciting to where you want to go out and do that same thing again the next day. And even then in the Navajo culture, um, the main thing that also caught me into running was the early bird gets to worm type of teaching where 
you get up before the sun, run towards the east and do your morning yell. That's your whole time to pray to the creator and pretty much begin your day. It was like a good foundation, a good discipline to have. And so after kind of learning about that, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, there is a reason to kind of this whole discipline and this structure. And a lot of kids, they don't like if they're like, they don't like the mornings or they don't like the just run in general. I'm like, yeah, but it's more than that as well. You know, you get better and you can see that progress, but trying to get them to kind of understand that is harder due to technology at times. too. So, <laughs> But I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a little rough sometimes with recruiting. And I mean, I teach elementary school right now, but I coach at the high school level mm-hmm. and I'm getting to the point because I, I teach in the district that I coach at. And so I'm starting to see kids that I had in my classroom or that I saw on the playground and they get, by the time they get to high school, they're just like, yeah, I can't run. I don't run. I'm like, I used to watch you run around all day. I couldn't get you to stop. Like what, what happened in middle school that you just like, you know, it's done, but yeah, it's, it's that, um, you know, you move into the, some of that technology stuff and, and, and all of that where they, they lose that connection. There's no recess in middle school, you know, it just, they lose some of that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've also, I'm also really horrible at video games. Like I'm really bad. And that's the reason why I don't even have any video games as well, because my thumb literally cramps up if I play anything. I'm not even joking. Like it's so bad. Like you see those like uncoordinated people on the basketball court that are trying to play basketball and they're bad at it. That's the same thing with me with video games. Like <laughs> it's horrible to watch to a point where like just grab the controller from me and just play and I'll I'll just sit back and watch. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. It's uh <laughs> I love I love my video games. I'll still sit and play when I get a chance. It's just so so like my time my my little son he's a 10 he'll come out and he'll be like why are you doing that you should be in like i'm not I don't, I don't get the time you get to play this like i don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> oh man so as you progressed in your in your high school career um when did you start thinking that you might be able to run you know in college um i honestly wanted to run in college by like my like definitely i would say my freshman to sophomore year like when i entered high school um mainly just because the competition that i had during that time like when i was just entering as a freshman like the senior runners in arizona and the junior and senior runners in new mexico that was a solid group and it was like pretty quick and it was like the times were pretty fast and everything and even then they were going on into college and kind of seeing that and like the ones i kind of looked up to and everyone in in that time looked up to was like billy orman you got bernie montoya yeah kind of people in that like age group where it was just like okay you know you saw them kind of compete and get to that high level and even then I knew Billy because he always raced at the Hopi 10k in the summer so we like that was like your time to kind of socialize with them and do all that kind of stuff and that was like my only time I got to race with them because I was in New Mexico so it was really fun to kind of uh, just chill out with him and you know he's super smart I mean he went to like Stanford he went and then he transferred to Harvard and 
like just to see that academically and just seeing him as a human being, I was like, okay, you know, it is possible. You just got to have that kind of structure. You got to just have that discipline to a point where, you know, the passion kind of makes up for the rest if you just have that. And, you know, that's how I just kind of like focused on kind of that part. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that passion and seeing people, you know, doing it is uh, so important. I, I feel the same way. There was some people I was looking up and, and watching when I was in high school too. And just like being able to see them go on to that next level. And it was just like, well, I may not be as good as them yet, but I want to do that. Like, I want to be like that as well. Mm-hmm. It's such a great motivator too. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially when you see like the high schools and it's like the, like high school is high school. And like, if you can make it past there, you can make it past anywhere. Cause like, <laughs> it's, it's a tough time, man. It's a tough time. It absolutely can be. It's, it's, oh man, uh, watching I mean, just remembering from my own experiences, watching what these kids go through, everything's just like this huge thing to them. (laughs) And it's just like, and, but, you know, being involved in a sport like running and having like those connections and being able to meet up with those people Mm -hmm. and, and having that, that space where you can just kind of find out who you are in this kind of like competitive, but overall supporting group. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing. <laughs> so watching these guys, did that help you kind of push like to get to the point where you wanted to be and like, no, like these are the times I need to hit. This is what I, I need to get to state. I need to perform at state and things like that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, because like when I was running, I was maybe, I mean, with like the 5K time, two minutes is a long way, you know, long stretch and everything. But yeah, definitely I was just, mainly talking with them on like I'd ask them questions on their training and like a lot of it with how they tell me like easy days easy hard days hard and like hearing them kind of feel that out and then like also hearing from them like their easy days are like yo I'm doing at least maybe nine ten minutes per mile and you're like okay you know even the fast people do very very (laughs) mileage and it really gets you thinking though to a point where it's like okay you know really you just need to train the body you can train the body to get to that point you know you don't have to have that talent a lot of people think oh you know you just have that genetics or it's a talent type thing it's like no they just they consistently got in the time and even billy when he did the he went into summer training and after that whole big summer base training he had that's where he went into that junior year just spiking and like he was improving his times by over a minute. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, if you just do the work in the summer, then maybe you'll have better season in the fall. And it, it all makes sense. You can like set it up to a point where you can have a great successful like month. And that's how like, I never knew of tapering until I kind of knew about them. And I was like, oh, there's tapering where you can set yourself up for these really awesome races. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man learning learning stuff like that from runners coaches it's just you know it's like opens up these doors of like i thought you just had to run hard every day and got better and put in like you know so many miles and and to an extent you do but there's that like all those little parts of like you gotta rest you gotta eat right you gotta you know all of that (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh Uh, and how did you end up at, at western colorado then um 
so when I was at PV, they sent us to this job fair in Albuquerque. And that's where we got to like, that was our chance to kind of look at all these schools. They had all the pamphlets, all the recruiters and everything. So I was just looking through there and <clears throat> that was a one school where that was out of all of those. I was like, yep, that's the place I'm going no matter what. Like that was, that was like my number one choice because it was in the mountains. It was super pretty. And even then when I met the people, they're super chill. They kind of felt they matched kind of my vibe in a way. And I was like, all right, cool. And then they like forewarned me though. They're like, dude, it is, it's cold as hell over there though. And they're like, show me the degrees. And I was like, all right, you know, thank you for being honest with me on how cold this is. But at the same time, I was like, this is actually really pretty though. If you like look past all the freezing temperatures, there's some awesome, like beautiful places that you can truly like explore. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, and I'm a huge outdoor person. So, and they're like, yeah, they're like, if you hate the city, if you're not good at the city and you're good at just secluded mountain areas, this is a spot for you. Like, dude, you're checking all my boxes, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. not even that, but their class sizing is amazing. Like, it's pretty much like a private university at a public university cost. And it's it's really fun because those professors, you get that really good one-to-one interaction. That's what I really liked when I visited that school, too was just like you can you can go to that school your max class size is maybe 30 to 40 people and then at the same time if if you're having like trouble or they're needing that extra time those professors take that extra time and like they'll invite you to their house or because it's a small mountain town you just drive two miles down to their house and then they're like making you dinner while they're also teaching you their ethics lesson that they were like trying to explain to everyone and it's pretty cool it's it's really uh, nice community overall around that college area too and, and yeah it's, that's after like just experiencing all that from them I was like yeah I'm definitely coming here and the trails are amazing like they're they're top tier you get spoiled over there it's yeah <laughs> that's awesome I mean obviously you had a great experience there I mean, again just everything you're saying about it just speaks volumes to the experience you had there and yeah, Gunnison is just, it is, it is almost kind of tucked away in there, but it is, it is fantastic. It's a hidden gem. It's a hidden gem. <laughs> oh man, yeah, the trail, I haven't done much hiking or, or even much running around there, but the couple of times that I've been through there, it is just like, I can see why people would go there. <laughs> Yeah, I lived there for about six years and yeah, it's, it's super fun. I, I, I loved every year of it. It's, it's super amazing. That's great. So I saw, you know, when I was looking through your results and stuff, so I saw you ran there for about two years. Um, and was there something that happened that you only ran for two years or, or what was going on? The first two years I ran for the NCAA and then I transitioned into the trail running team. It's oh, the, uh, like a yeah. whole, so you have like the NCAA at Western and then you have the mountain sports kind of division and that junior and senior year, that's when I went to Josh Everly and then I was on the trail running team for them. And that's where I pretty much caught my bug. Like around 2016 is when I kind of went into the trails and I'm like, this is so much better. I'm not running like, 
in college, it's it's a whole other step on loops. I mean, you think you know loops or anything in high school. <laughs> when until you get to college and that's all you will be freaking doing is loops. <laughs> but it's it's about that calculated clockwork and it's all about the pacing and you're literally like a running machine in college. And like it's one of those ones where I was like, that's fun and all, but I wanted to appreciate more of where I was too and the place that I was around and like, and I'd rather be in the trail running where I'm appreciating everything around me and it's in the trails. And I actually felt more in shape than I was in the NCAA when I was <laughs> started trail running. So I was like, all right, this is definitely the way to go right now. And I just kind of got hooked ever since. That's awesome. That's so great. I almost forgot that they had that program. Um, and I've had uh, Lindsay Herman, who also went through that and was helping yep, out. Yeah, and everything. Yeah, she, yeah, she's good. She's an awesome person and she's quick, man. She's, she's up and coming. Look out for her. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I had her on. She's, she's, uh, she's had some good results and she's, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, her friend, uh, Annie Hughes just won the behind the rocks 50 miler in Moab. And I, I was volunteering at the gather aid station. And yeah, I was like, man, it's, it's really neat to just see the whole like community getting stronger, like the trail running community. And it's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the top end women are fantastic, but there's some like younger women that are coming up that I think it's, yep. it's going to be amazing, you know, this future. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So like, I, yeah, I forgot about that for a second, but it seems like a really cool um, thing that they have there at Western with, with that uh, mountain sports side, like where you're able to like be into these other things that, you know, it's a lot of people get into trail running, you know, later in life or oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not fast enough on the roads. I'm going to transition or, you know, and to be able to, to have a group coming in at a younger age and getting experience with what it's like and knowing this, you know, it doesn't have to be an old person sport. It doesn't have to be, I mean, especially watching the times now it's, it's fast now. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's cool that they're doing that. Oh yeah. It's, it's getting a lot quicker and everything. And I feel like too, it's becoming more acceptable. I feel like a lot, a lot of it was just like, we just did it for the passion, but then like, it wasn't really something that you could like sustain yourself as a career or anything. So then like now those options are kind of opening up, which is really awesome for those, for all of us as runners, as, for the trail community. <laughs> right. Right. You're getting, you know, you, you can have uh, shoe sponsors and uh, you know, the major, like now the trail shoes people, you know, are sponsoring plus all the other stuff. Like, People are, are getting into put, putting money into the sport, which mm -hmm. I think is fantastic. Any money into running is always, I'm, I'm always, always going to be for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what, you know, you, you talked about kind of jumping into that. Um, was there just, was, was there something that attracted you more to that? Was there something that like, what made you jump into the trail running? Um, definitely just the, the grittiness, I would say, um, what the, it was, is a whole, like, 
it's a whole slap to the face. Like reality really hits you. It, when you bonk, you bonk, man. You bonk hard. And yeah, so when Josh signs up for the Moab Trail Marathon, the first time I ever did, that was like my first trail race. And yeah, that was a wake up call, reality check. Uh, I started out of nowhere. I was like, dude, if I'm going to commit myself, I have to be very serious with this sport. It's one of those, no, it's, it's rather you know, like you live or you die on the trail too. Right. So, <laughs> That situation like wrong step on the trail and you're on a cliff you're falling on that cliff and like search and rescue they're probably can only get a helicopter to get you at that point so like, if you do fall and you live you're gonna be hanging there for a couple hours like, <laughs> reality really sets in when you're on the trail <laughs> definitely like what i um <clears throat> my first race yeah i fell off a trail and i was on a switchback thank god and yeah when i fell i fell off of like two sections of the switchbacks wow. and like super scaly dude i just cheated death like thank god <laughs> and at that same time too i was out of shape and the hills there was a huge like thousand foot climb towards that back stretch i believe it's like the towards kind of like the halfway point and yeah i was not ready for that one too after i got to the top i tanked out bonked out because i didn't have enough calories or water in me and yeah it was that's what caused that whole fall and by the time i got to the finish line i was like dude i lived that that's all that mattered i don't really care about my time but i need to really get serious about this and then ever since then i just kind of looked at that progression in training and i was like yeah josh i'll, I'll be i'll be here at practice yeah i'll, I'll show up and do the worst <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny to me like every trail runner every ultra runner and they talk about these like yeah it was terrible it was like like had the worst time i bonked so hard i didn't take enough nutrition my body was shutting down my feet were blistered it was this it was that and then i signed up for another one or i came back to like <laughs> just it humbles you. It humbles you to a point where it's like, oh, you thought you were ready or you think you're like you have this mastered or, you know, when really it's like you really can't master anything with running because it fluctuates, it, it changes and it's so evolutionary to a point where it's like, OK, well, you mastered this year, but not all the other. Right. <laughs> like it, it's so different, too. So it's yeah, it's, it's super unique and super fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, like, I again, a lot of people kind of come to this, you know, a little bit later or after um, spending more time kind of on the roads and stuff or transitioning from college to roads. And then, you know, all of these things. And, you know, you literally went from like training for like track miles, track steeplechase, maybe a 5k or a 10k to now you're what a, a marathon in the mountains with elevation yeah. like i mean that's a huge difference that's <laughs> like another world <laughs> yeah for sure and i also kind of trusted myself in like definitely like i and like the workouts when i was in college when it was the longer workouts i was up with the top guys like it was one of those ones where like i i really craved those longer ones because it was like oh i had a chance with the big boys <laughs> other than that like if it was like short fast stuff they ate me up like it was just <laughs> it was one of those ones where like i'd had i had like a decent kick but i mean if you don't have that kick at the for track or anything you just don't have it and they will just eat you up it's just one of those ones and yeah for, so definitely like 
since I knew I was more confident in the longer ones, I was like, well, this is a marathon. It's a extremely much longer, but I was like, <laughs> but if anything with this scenery, it should be a lot better. And that first time was rough. And I was like, dude, that, that sucked. This was awful. Like, I don't know why I wanted to do this. <laughs> Yeah, but after thinking about it, after kind of evaluating everything that I did wrong and everything that I did right and kind of writing all that in the notebook, I was just like, okay, you know, this this can be possible and more manageable if I just did this and this and this. And that's where it just caught on. Like, I just kind of worked on those uh, progressions and just was patient enough to just work month by month. And then after a while, it was just like, all right, this is kind of what I do now. <laughs> <laughs> and how important, you know, once you got into that, trail running part like i mean obviously nutrition is always important with running it doesn't matter if you're running sprints ultra marathons like nutrition is so important but when you're taking nutrition how you're taking nutrition is vastly different so you know going from track you're 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 worried about what you're eating that morning or for lunch for that race later you're not worrying about having to like oh man i need to make sure i've got a gel 10 miles in so that I can make it the last, or I've got to have something to chew on. Like what, what was that like in, in that transition? Uh, that took me a while for sure. Um, cause at first, at first I was just like, yeah, I just need like a gel. And I didn't really look at it as like, that was a hundred calories. And even then, like, that's just kind of just calories to fill her up. It's not really like nutrition calories. Nice. So like, it's one of those ones where you learn gradually and like yeah I'd, I'd only just have those and then like when i go into the longer races if you just have that it only holds you up to a certain point you know you got to have also like much heartier foods at points or complex or carbohydrates or at least like a good cliff bar or multiple cliff bars or something like that other than just gels or yeah so it took me a couple months to kind of just kind of play with that and then after a while too what kind of just started working with me with just whole foods so like i was just like oh instead of just kind of getting all some of this stuff because like with the goose only some of them agree with my stomach and some of them do and it's just kind of those like gambles and like i was just tired of gambling and <laughs> i just kind of switched to like i'm just gonna eat this avocado and i'm just gonna like make these mashed potatoes and like I, these are like my, my go-tos <laughs> and like that's where I started just discovering like just kind of that side of the nutrition part where it's like more of just actual real foods is more of just what you need than like depending on just like hydration mixes or anything like that. I mean, you can have like tailwind or scratch all day or any other type of supplement or electrolyte drink mix. Um, but <clears throat> at the end of the day, you need something other than that if you're wanting to go more than a day or you know, 12 hours, 24 hours. So yeah, it took me a couple months to kind of get that to a point. And even then eating during the run took me a while to kind of like, I had to like stop and walk and then eat and everything and then kind of get back again. And now I'm to a point where I can actually run and just eat, chow down and just keep running and just kind of do that. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. But it did take me some time. Like, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's the part that always like, is intriguing to me because everybody's like you talked about everybody's body's so different the gels interact with bodies differently the you know natural foods and and stuff like that are going to react with you differently and and from what i've heard like even just depending on the race like you could be having you could be you know middle of a run and you've got your food with you and just like i i don't want this i gotta put it down but this is not what i want <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. Uh, that that's just so in, so intriguing to me. I mean, so much about the trail world because I've never really done it is just so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's super fun and super humbling. And what I love about it too is after that, like when you start to really get to know the area that you run into, it's super fun. It's like your own playground and you just kind of go ham on it. It's super, super (laughs) like each area that I've run in, like each city. Now I just calculate how many miles I've done in each city or something. Just be like, all right, now I know this is my like best playground is just going to like this city or this area. I'm just like camping out there and yeah, just putting in the work is really fun because right when you get to know that whole area and you get to know the trails to a point where you're, you're not getting lost as often and you learn to kind of navigate, then yeah, it's, it's fun. You could just explore. That's amazing. And I think running is such a great way to explore, you know, the cities and the areas around you because there's just no better way, I guess. <laughs> except for dealing with traffic if you're in a big city, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so, you know, obviously you, you joined this team in, in college and, and you've, you know, kind of, you've continued it. I mean, you like talked about, you just won Monument Valley 50 miler. You did, you won the Arches ultra 50 miler earlier this year as well. You know, when did you think that this was something you could continue past college? um i would say right after i graduated i definitely wanted to stay in gunnison and kind of keep running i still wanted to train and everything and that's when i kind of knew like i I just had to kind of step it up and kind of commit to it um since my passion i still wanted to stay here so then that's when i kind of committed and they're like all right i'm gonna still run still train still kind of go with it and i I'm definitely glad I did that because I feel like if I didn't, I would have probably just kind of talked myself into just being like, oh, you know, just kind of do this, like settle for this rather than doing that. And then later on in life, I know if I was older, I would have been like, I should have just did this. Right. (laughs) Like, ah, (laughs) that's kind of the reason why I I committed and stayed in Gunnison and kind of worked on myself there. And yeah. That's great. What was your degree in at, at Western? So I got a bachelor's in biology. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's a good, you can do lots of different things with that. <laughs> oh yeah. Lots of different things. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you talked about earlier kind of um, a, a little bit of kind of the culturally, you know, run to the East and in the morning and learning that stuff. Does that still have a big place in your running now uh yes it's definitely now i i notice it's not necessarily like a ritual thing i do now just because i have like a training block and i have like specific stuff to a point um to where now it's like i'd I'd rather just get up in the morning and just kind of look at the sun and kind of do my prayer and just kind of get ready for my training sessions and what i have planned that day and but if it is moving and i do feel like i do need that run i'll go out and do that run um, but also it's just, a lot of it is just that discipline where now, like I have to, I wake up early in the morning. I, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things where like, I'll get up at five thirty or six and I'm like, all right, I literally can't go back to sleep right now. So it's <laughs> one of those, like, begin your day. It's yeah. And I'll begin my day and yeah, I'll, 
pretty much just set myself up with that. And but the foundation of that and that whole structure of how I was able to just remain getting up early in the morning, remaining just keeping up with my training and running is just knowing that when I got up in the morning, this is how I begin my day now. It's yeah. I've done it so many times to where now it's just like, all right, this is, <laughs> I don't, I don't really need my run to for that prayer for the creator, but I know like he'll he'll get it that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you talked about the you know your your training block and all that. Do you create your own training block? Are you working with a coach right now? What what does that look like for you? Yeah, so the past years I have just been working with myself and. Um, been self-training my doing my own thing but now this year I got awarded from the all-in trail collective it's like a running scholarship so I'm now working with Joe McConaughey he's an awesome uh, ultra runner I mean he has his established resume that is just beyond this like if you look at his resume and his record man, they'll, they'll blow your mind he's got a lot of FKTs um, and just having him as a coach has really opened my eyes in just kind of training structure and just kind of looking at longevity, you know, rather than, you know, cause I, I feel like I have consistency down, but it's more of looking more long-term. Right. So having him as a coach is really awesome because he's really having me look at that as well. And just kind of being more um, focused on, like the quality work itself rather than quantity. Cause I feel like, like when I, when I was doing my own thing, I'd, I'd always have to make sure I'd be at like 70 to 80 miles per week and I'd be at that. And then like nothing else would kind of really change. Or like, if I really did just need 60 miles that week, I'd like force myself to do that set or to get that 70 or 80. And then I have nowhere to be like, dude, I sit, I feel so, like fatigue two to three weeks down like i'm wondering why i'm like well it's probably because of this but it's nice to have that coach to tell you you know it was probably because of this and this and that and you know it's it's nice to have you know that chip on your shoulder to kind of look at and be like all right now i kind of realize what i've been doing wrong here <laughs> right. it definitely yeah, group it's a bunch of coaches and athletes and their whole goal is just to build the whole next generation of trail runners and like that whole scholarship it's like a one-to-one -one mentorship wow. uh, where they just kind of help us out with our training with any questions we have with running um and then like with all the other all-in uh, athletes as well you we we have we can talk to each other if we have any questions and like we have like our own chats things and it's it's really nice and it's it's fun to be a part of because it's a community that we don't really have access to we never had it until we had all bell now so it's it's really cool it's really fun that that is really cool i've never heard of that before that's that's an amazing idea and again like putting that money into it for that next generation is is important no oh, yeah for sure and even then i love how joe's really looking also for like trying to increase the diversity of runners in the trail running community as well so i'm i'm really i'm really thankful and happy that you took a shot on me and I'm like all right now let's let's work together let's put in some work and let's make things happen and it's been going really well i we got done we're starting on our second training block the first training block obviously went really well with our 
two awards, but yeah, it's, it's looking awesome. I'm excited for the rest of the year. <laughs> That's great. You know, I want to go back a little bit, you know, talking about that kind of diversity in, in the trail running. Um, Cause it is, it's, it's a little, uh, uh, it's it's not the most diverse <laughs> section of running and and there are you know there's lots of different in into running culture and even marathons where you don't see a lot of diversity in in kind of the top end and stuff but it, it is really cool to see that push to um to be able to see it so you, you talked about like that meaning a lot to you like do you want to go into that a little bit more yeah, just the whole diversity of runners. Yeah. Yeah, especially with native runners, I feel like we just have that whole fixed perception of track and cross country and then basketball. That's like the only three <laughs> that you will ever see on the reservation right now. <laughs> of course, that's good. It, and, you know, there's they're providing viable options and opportunities in those uh, areas, but also what – What's so hard to kind of get is like other native youth are not so fixated on just basketball track and cross country. I have nowhere if you at um, like mountain biking or, you know, trail running in general is a whole different sport than that. Right. And uh, yet providing them the kind of that whole outdoor aspect of, you know, it doesn't have to be those sports to get outside. You can do other sports and other activities to be outside. So like having more native athletes in the ultra community is definitely a goal for sure. Um, But yeah, you just, you don't see it as much just because of that whole like stigmatized and stereotype of like, I'm only this way or they, people only see us as this and out of nowhere when you, cause like, especially when I go to ultra running events, they're just like, Oh wow. Like that, there's that uh, native dude. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yeah. That, that that's me that's me we're, we're out here and we're d- definitely exploring our options now <laughs> a good organization that's doing that is uh navajo yes um they're oh, an organization yeah. that uh hosts uh like the it's a, like a trail race series um they do like ultra running events as well as well as bike races and they have a whole like program for the youth on bike races and um, bike programs to kind of get the kids out as well um but yeah just stuff like that i feel like needs to happen more for sure and i'm glad it's happening now um yeah it's, it's super fun right well i think it's just so important for you know a kid to be able to look out and say like you know well there's nobody in that sport that looks like me and that, that can sometimes kind of you know again like you said you got that first per uh that view of like well, maybe I can't do that. And so being able to see someone like, oh, that guy looks like me or that woman looks like me or, you know, I think yeah. it's so important. Like they're running at that next level. Like I can do that too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the last year I was able to kind of be an assistant coach for a cross country. It's called Little Sting Cross Country. Um, but yeah, they it was really cool to kind of show them in a way where you know, they only saw like 5k three mile race type thing. And then out of nowhere when, uh, the, the head coach of the program, yeah. When he introduced me and it was just like, now he's an ultra marathon and their eyes just like open up and they're big and they're just like, wait, what? Like there's this rate, these races. I'm like, yes, there's these races too. There's 
from a hundred meter to a hundred mile plus right. races and and out of nowhere like just explaining to them at that young of an age where like you don't have you know if you are not a miler or you're not good at the mile you might be good at the two mile or three mile or four mile you might be good at just the half marathon or a marathon runner right. you know there's a whole spectrum of runners that you can just commit to but you just got to find your distance <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> I really wish, you know, somebody told me that when I was little, you know, because I would be like, I would have probably joined trail running while I was in high school rather than in college or, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and and I think there's just more opportunities for it, too. There, there's more races popping around, and I think it's easier to find out about them, too. And even just like little, you know, Taos and Taylor. Uh, um, Mount Taylor ones and, you know, the Santa Endurance Santa Fe, you know, all the ones that are popping up or have been around in the state for a little bit. And then there's all these new ones trying to come out, which I think is just gives that more opportunity and more visibility as, as far as like, oh, you can do this too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so I want to talk a little bit. You did a project back in November, I believe, um, Run 420. Mm -hmm. um, yeah when you run project yeah so what what was that about so that whole project was with uh, stigma wellness which is one of my sponsors they're an amazing company an amazing family um they're yeah it's a family-owned company and they're they're really awesome they're a brand that truly believes in shattering that cannabis lazy stoner stereotype uh, a lot of people get fixated on that, especially in the area that I'm around and that I'm from. Um, yeah, there's definitely that just negative perception, especially when I went off into college and I, I don't know where I, my first sponsor was a cannabis sponsor and the hemp sponsor. And out of nowhere, when they saw that, they're like, oh, no, you're just going to be another like stoner runner type thing. Or you're just a hip runner. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, maybe, but it's not that you know a lot of people don't really see what i'm truly running for don't really see that underlying message which is totally fine i don't really open up on that a lot so it's <laughs> i understand that but yeah so with that whole thing their whole goal is to just basically redefine cannabis through our actions and that whole action on that project was to run for two charities the first charity is fundamental needs it's a nonprofit organization and what they do is they try and help with, uh, so if a community lacks in a certain resource, they try and help with that resource in any way that they can. Their main project is the water project on the Navajo Reservation where they um, where they try and install uh, water generators. Each water generator costs around $3,000. Um, but with that installation process, they created a whole after-school program for high school students teaching them to kind of how to install so they get that nice volunteer work, trade work, all of that. And also they can use that uh, volunteering hours for their like college applications or scholarships or anything like that as well. So it's just kind of that overall um, well-being and that overall kind of helping out is what that whole um, charity organization stands for. And then the other charity is Every Mother Counts. And that one just financially provides a safe childbirth for uh, mothers across the world. Uh, that one just also 
really, really touches base home with me just because, you know, when I was born, uh, it was just me and my mom. There was no one in the delivery room or anything. It was just me and my mom. And although that might sound like a very sad moment, in a way for me, it was like a very sacred moment and a very powerful moment for, you know, that when a baby is being passed on to the mother, that's a very strong moment and a strong connection. So, and if out of nowhere, if money is going to be an option to kind of inhibit that, or, you know, to a point where you're worried about your child or your baby's health and that's kind of one where like, you don't really need to, should be worried about that. You know, that could, that could have been my mom, but my mom had me at a reservation where it was financially covered. It, it was okay. But there's mothers out there who are not on a reservation or who are not in anywhere where they can have it, you know, safely. So I will run pretty much thousands to millions of miles for that charity for sure. Just because it, it's just, it's such a charity that I, I feel strongly about. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, that's, I think those are two fantastic charities to have been involved with. Um, and I mean, obviously sounds like they're doing good work. I mean, that's, those are things that are definitely need needed, you know, for sure. Um, and I think that, you know, the idea of this, the stigmatizing around cannabis for sure. Um, you know, it is interesting now, you know, New Mexico, has has legalized it you can, you can go out and buy it. and then there's you know colorado and california you know certain areas so it is kind of interesting seeing how some of that talk is changing a little bit within those communities um, yeah yeah definitely it's it's becoming a little bit more positive um dev- and kind of the main push too is just kind of hoping we can kind of just get that as you know a basis where it doesn't have to really be an inhibitory thing with like a whole community in general. Like we, we shouldn't have to have nowhere, you know, I have some cannabis consumers who are literally like cautious to go to that trail running group or something because they, they probably smoked a joint and, sp- and smell like weed. And they're like, dude, I don't want to go, or they don't want to go to the gym because of that. <laughs> or, you know, And it's like, no, no, if you know, you do what you need to do, you know, for me, I look at it as medicine. I look at it as, uh, medication to a point where it, it is for a lot of people and you know it out of nowhere like if you just need that and it's i i highly recommend that other than pre-workout like powder mixes <laughs> sure, that stuff will just explode your heart rather than you got the other guy who's just smoking a joint and just his muscles are relaxed and prepped for the workout and then you have the other guy who's literally just wanting to run around a track rather than do a deadlift <laughs> <laughs> oh right but and and it's just it's so it is so different I mean we had uh um how I can't remember her I'm blanking on her first name but Richardson the 100 meter runner who you know got caught with smoking and that became you know this whole thing with world athletics and don't you know is an enhancer is it not and like you know that that whole thing was was crazy but it brought it out into like well what is this conversation around it Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 a pretty big and wide conversation before there's there's a lot of things involved with it just because of how restricted cannabis is and it's it's gradually getting kind of more 
accepted but yeah there's definitely just still automatic laws though that, that are just inhibiting it and yeah it's it's definitely tough but yeah with more kind of talk about it and more kind of work with it and just more work in the courtroom i would just say is a lot of it is just getting those laws just kind of fixated to a point where you know we can kind of help these people that need help with the medication I mean, that's that's kind of the main push on it. I mean, is mainly just because we have these patients that really, truly need cannabis. I'd rather have them on, you know, an herbal treatment rather than a prescription pill that is flooding their kidneys and is ruining it. And out of nowhere, they have another prescription that's they don't need to be taking, but the doctor's getting paid for it. Right, right. (laughs) Like it's it's a no-win situation for these patients that really just need this one plant rather than just taking all their money. They they just need to get well. They just, you know, and there's a lot of that. And, you know, a lot of it too is just running. Sometimes you just need to go for a run rather than just, you know, having cannabis or something, just go for a run or just go meditate. I mean, there's also that kind of talk on the whole thing as well. It's just that whole dependency I mean, there is that, but then there's also that whole being self-aware and being grounded. Right. Well, it's, you know, for me, it's really, you know, I don't really partake in that just personally, but I also don't see a big difference when you can finish, you know, some of these big races or even some of these smaller ones, you can be at an ultra race and there's little beer gardens. You can walk over you can crack open a beer and just walk around to the beer and, and that helps people relax. And, and, and that afterward, I, I don't see a big difference between that and, you know, having some cannabis personally. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like what also kind of helped with uh, kind of the acceptance is there's multiple ways in consuming cannabis. So I feel like a lot of it too is now, you know, you don't, the main thing is just that smell. A lot of people do not like that smell. And now it's like, you don't really have to have that smell if you just do edibles or drinkables or tinctures or ointments, or, you know, there's a whole wide range where you can get in your cannabinoids that you need. Um, yeah, it's, it's super, super awesome. Um, but yeah, definitely things like things like everything take time. I mean, yeah. (laughs) That is crazy to me that like the, the, how many different ways like it's not just smoking anymore you can have like you said your edibles or you can drink it or like it just is like it's crazy where it's going (laughs) yeah uh but moving forward a little bit you know talked a a little bit about you know your past past running and uh uh, we're coming up to an hour and i don't want to say like we end right at an hour or anything but i think it's a nice kind of wraparound point so I definitely want to have you back on at some point and talk a little bit more specifically about the running and training, but, you know, you, you had again, two really good uh, races recently. And you you talked about kind of that next training block. What's, what's kind of the big thing coming up in that training block? Uh, The next big ones uh, right now is going to be Speed Goat, Speed Goat in July. Last year, I did the the double, the Speed Goat 28K and 50K. I'm going to do it again this year. I want to redeem myself. I did finish both and everything, but I I wasn't really happy with my 50K time last year. 
Um, granted, I did run really hard on the 28K. I got second <laughs> last year, but I just that there's this there's a section in the 50K where I just God damn it! I wish I had poles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's in my brain to a point where it's like, dude, I I can't really be at peace with myself unless I do this course again and kind of redeem myself. So yeah, that's gonna be the one in July, and uh, I do have one in May. It's the Shiprock Marathon. Okay, um, I do that race mainly because this is my second year doing it. Um, mainly just because that's where I was born. And it's kind of the, the one race where my, the lo- my local community can actually like physically see me run. Um, Cause a lot of my races I'm traveling and I'm either in Colorado or Utah with Mad Moose events um, just because I, that's my main like races that I do is with them. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're, they're really awesome family that also does uh, trail races in Colorado and Utah and they they're just building that trail community, which is awesome. That's yeah, I'll, I'll mainly be doing that with them. Um, but yeah, just with May and June is uh, June is going to be a training month. But yeah, July the main one is the Speed Goat. Okay, that'll be so. You, uh, it's a twenty eight k and a fifty miler. You said. Yeah, twenty eight k and fifty k. Fifty k. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, back to back events. Uh, it's it's a hefty weekend. It's yeah, it's it, it's gonna be fun. I enjoy the work though. It's it's super pretty. It's moose country, man. It's it's super fun. You, you'll see the wildflowers there, and yeah, the elevation is high, but I mean, it's it's super gorgeous when you get to the top. It's yeah, it's definitely addicting for sure because you definitely want to go back up but you're like really (laughs) tired at the end (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool (laughs) um i you know i've seen you've done you've done quite a bit of 50ks and 50 milers um any thoughts on 100 milers uh yes i'm actually going to do one for mad moose events it'll be the candy lands 100 in october okay Uh, I don't have a hundred mile race time. I, I mean, I've done like a hundred mile runs type thing and I've done like the 420 run project that one I've covered 252.2 miles during that time. But like, yeah, I just had like those times, but not like an actual race time. So that one's going to be exciting to have. Well, that's cool. Does that, you know, you talked about kind of being able to look at the bigger picture, you know, with your coach uh through the um through the grant and everything is that eventually kind of are you looking more into those hundred milers or is that just kind of a I want to have this for the future uh yeah definitely looking into the hundred milers but more so with the longevity part I mean there's like big other like projects that I want to do like one that I'm working on it's going to take some time at um, I might do it maybe in 2024 or 2025, but that one will be uh, the Navajo Long Walk Trail. Yeah. Um, I, I want to set the FKT for that one, so I'm working on that. And wow. yeah, so that will be a, a really awesome one to have um, just because I, I just feel like it'd be a good one to just, you know, the FKT, what's the FKT? Oh, it's a Navajo who, who has it. So I'm like, that, that's kind of like my main goal. And yeah that one is just doing that for my ancestors as well that is um that's fantastic i think that's an amazing goal to to kind of reach for and that's a big one (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, like I said, it's going to take a couple years because I'm doing a lot of mapping out because I don't want to do it on the road. I'm, I want trail. Okay. So I'm kind of mapping out that whole part and sections. And yeah, so I would say about 2024, 2025, I should be ready to go. But until then, I'm going to keep doing my homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely want to, you know, follow along with everything else and 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 these other races coming up. But I, I definitely want to keep keep my eyes on you for for that because that's going to be um i i just think that's amazing <laughs> yes so well you know i i really appreciated your your time thank you again for making the time and like i said i definitely want to have you back on um you know and, and talk about these now future events and when they come up and kind of those training blocks but I really just enjoyed kind of getting to know you and where you come have come from and and what running means to you. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me on here too. It was it was awesome. I I like socializing with people too and meeting new people too. I mean, now we can go for a run and we can be like, yo, I'm coming in on a weekend, so we gotta get in some workouts. <laughs> exactly. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. You might go a bit further than me, but I can join you for a little. <laughs> uh so i might have one more question for you and that's just uh you know what do you listen to to kind of get you up get you ready uh get you pumped between writing a 28k one day and a 50k the next day <laughs> um yeah so i one that I always have on is Indigo Sun. I love Indigo Sun. One of my uh, college buddies, Nick, he uh, he introduced me to them my sophomore year in college, and I've been addicted to them ever since. Um, I like to listen to them, uh, Lotus, um, and of course, Fish, uh, Slightly Stupid. Um, but other than that, if I'm kind of getting into more of my grittier side, it, It'd be more like I love uh, like Triple X, uh, Scar Lord. I mean, all of those guys, JID, um, yeah, J. Cole. I mean, yeah, if it goes into like hip hop, it would be kind of in that kind of area. Uh, Travis Thompson, I, I, I like to listen to him as well. But yeah, those are kind of like my, my little. I haven't heard of Indigo Sun, but man, I definitely have some time where slightly stupid is just like exactly what i want to hear just perfect like okay yeah, this is what i need <laughs> for sure especially when you're like on mile 50 or 60 and you're just like dude i hate myself right now <laughs> you're just like all right cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually when i was coming through uh, on the 420 run project uh, i was coming through santa cruz it was the best thing ever because slightly stupid came on and right along the coast I mean, there was the number of hot box cars I seen <laughs> like, with that song. It was just so fitting right in Santa, entering Santa Cruz. And I was just like, this is it. I just need to join my hand right now. This, then I've completed my moment right here. This is crazy. <laughs> that is amazing. Like, that's that visual, everything I can just like that. That just sounds perfect. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, man. Well. Like I said, this is this has been a pleasure. I'm so looking forward to the rest of this year for you and and again into 2024, 2025 with those bigger ideas, those bigger thoughts. Like it is 
you know, I'm I'm excited. So so thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else you want to add before I let you go? <clears throat> um the uh the Shiprock Marathon uh for the local community, it's uh it's on May 5th. So definitely if that's like the one chance for the locals to kind of see me and see me run and everything. So definitely uh it's one of those heart wrenching and touching events so if you have if you if you're in town if you're nearby go and check that one out because it's it's a really fun organization and navajo yes uh organization they host that event so yeah go go check that out awesome well then i will go ahead and i'll make sure and i add that to the show notes too for anybody that wants to register i'll try to uh put a link i'm sure they have either a web page or even uh an instagram account on that the Boston qualifier. So let's get some fast people in there. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime... Keep running, New Mexico.